everybody. Welcome to Dustin's Vinyl. It's the bad sounds of Anthony Kappa. Oh shit. Get in that groove, baby. Nice, brother. Nice. And you're getting funky, bro. I'm, you know, I'm just feeling it. I think it's Black History Month. It's rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> I got somehow I have soul. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> yeah, it's just in you, baby. You get that, yeah. that soul, that funk soul, man. It's good stuff. I just love that kind of stuff, man. I'm, I've been hanging out here in Nashville and I hadn't Ooh. been able to see live music yet, but just, but it's great. You could walk down the street in Nashville and like on a Monday at noon and there's still bands that started. I mean, they must've started at 11 o'clock and they're just playing all the way down the street. That's crazy. I, Cause I, I have seen it at night, but I didn't know that you could yeah. walk down at noon and it's the same yeah. thing. That's People, cool. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, it's like day camp shows for us. You know, we do summer <laughs> camp shows like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's uh yeah, they're doing nooners. That's uh, cool. Musicers. And then I was in, um, New Orleans, and I didn't get to see music there either, which is really disappointing. Uh, but I did hear it though. It's everywhere. There's jazz. Yeah. There's guys on the guys on the sidewalk that are playing, you know, amazing trumpet and stuff. You know, sometimes it's a little much. There'll be a guy that's like playing a trumpet. You're waiting in line to get a vignette or something, and there's a guy with a trumpet like right next to your face. <laughs> and I always say, it's like, uh, you know, horns are kind of are amazing instrument from afar. You know, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and once the person is already great at it, can you imagine living with like having a roommate or like a kid or something who played horn? I had a really? roommate in college. I went to Parsons, <laughs> and Parsons has a jazz program, oh, and man. he was a saxophone player. And I don't know how he got in the program, and uh, I really don't. I don't think he, he had to good? be that good. I guess there's only like six people going to this expensive school playing, you know, oh, who, whose parents are sending their kid to play saxophone at college, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, he would play and it was like, you know, I still cringe a little when I hear the saxophone. Yeah. Like I, I just, he would That's... play real good. and it was a small space and he would just start playing as loud as he, you know, I said, you can't play yeah. it soft, you know, it's a saxophone. No. And this is a dorm room you're talking about? Dorm room. It's a sm <laughs> and a small dorm room, like New York Oof. dorm room, not Ooh, like boy. Boise State, like a New York yeah. dorm room. It's right even on... smaller than a uh, studio oh. apartment. Yeah, way smaller. It was yeah. on 8th Street. So it was like oh this God. little place. And it was like, it just drove me crazy. It took a long time for me to get back into jazz. Like, it, <laughs> that, Yeah, that'll, I, that'll do I it. was anti-jazz forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I still not, a, I mean, even Coltrane, the, the greatest of the greats, it's like a sax. I can only do a saxophone for so long before I start getting a flashback and, you know, I, yeah, just post-traumatic. I, I, I can't take it. I think you said something about that on one of the episodes Probably. recently about not liking saxophone that much. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. yeah and, I and I was, I was surprised by that because I didn't know, I didn't know about this roommate thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was between it was between that experience and Kenny G. You know what I mean? The two <laughs> experiences that I <laughs> did he play saxophone? I thought Something it was like, like a, a saxophone. I it was like it a was, flute or it was, a, a, it was like a long saxophone. Like there's saxophones. Oh, there's right. different ones. There's yeah, the big. Yeah. There's the big. You know, J. It's like and then there's alto and yeah. Ten, yeah. I think there's like four versions of them. Oh, we'll right. find out. We'll I get always to the thought it was like, a, yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a clarinet or something, or but uh, no, maybe like... that's Woody Allen. He plays yeah. clarinet. <laughs> a little bit and, different, and and marries his daughter. But anyway, 
<laughs> a lot of controversy going on out there, man. Well, maybe we'll get into a little bit of that today. But uh, I feel Joe Rogan is like every week there's something different that happens um, that he has I've to had deal enough. with. Had enough. Had <laughs> well, enough. I say we let's say some crazy sh- shit on this podcast today so we can get some uh, some clicks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should, we should get some controversy. That's how it works. Yeah, apparently. Then that's how, then Spotify will give us a hundred million dollars. They will. Hundred million dollars to just have nonsense to say but you know <laughs> like i guess that's the way to go it's, just yeah. uh all right everybody um this is uh we're gonna we're gonna bring in everybody today a little bit early because i feel like we're uh you know this is not a live show so you're gonna be wondering why we can't interact with you but uh it's still gonna be the best show on comedy hub because i've seen all the shows all right this <laughs> <laughs> we're top three for sure. Anthony shows up there, but we're in there. Ladies and yeah, gentlemen, bring in good. my co-host, uh, very uh, good friends of mine and uh, music experts, if you will. Give it up for Jeffrey Paul Adam Holtz, everybody. All right. Yeah. All right. Listen to that, huh? That Anthony's everybody. getting funky, right? He's getting funky. funky here. I liked it. Yeah, I got the do. funk now. That's you're funky, good, Jeff. Man. You're funky. I am funky. <laughs> Nelly funky. I like that response. I am funky. I'm funky. I'm funky. I'm funky. I'm funky. I'm funky. I'm funky. Damn it. I'm funky. Yeah. <laughs> Let's define funk. Whatever funky it is, funk. I admit. After the gym, huh? You funky. <laughs> Very funky, even before the gym. Uh, Yeah, I haven't gone to the gym and I'm funky right now. Yeah, getting old sucks. It really does. It's just horrible. What are you wearing? A classy, trashy magazine T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. I grabbed it out of the out of the hamper. So where did you get that shirt, Anthony? (laughs) I got it during Dustin's Zoom album recording. I won won it. It was a trivia question about you, I, I think. Yes, that yeah, was, it was all Dustin most, trivia. Most narcissistic <laughs> way to do a do a giveaway. The question? I had a, there were a bunch of questions, and I I knew most of them just because we hang out. Was it the time. cowboy hat one? Because that went through everybody. Nobody realized how many cowboy hats I had. I don't think I even knew how many you yeah. had. I think I underestimated. Yeah. What was it, it like? Two hundred and fifty or something? No, nah, it was like wow. hundred. It was like a, no, it wasn't that much. It was like a hundred and sixteen or something. Oh, okay. I yeah. think I was. I probably was like fifty. That seemed like a lot of hats. Yeah. And I gave hats. about. I gave most of them away. You know that. Uh, gave them away when you moved, right? Yeah, I got. Well, I sold a bunch, and wow. uh, which was fun. And then I uh, Salvation Army and Astoria Queens. It's just wow. lo- it looks like it basically looks like the dressing room of the American uh, Country Music Awards. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> just racks of cowboy hats and all those embroidered t uh, you know Western shirts and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Did they give you I mean, the expensive hats? I don't know. Was the Salvation Army like giving you anything worthwhile for that? No, man, I didn't care. It's you know I'm not. I don't get that attached to stuff. You know, you I mean, want to I drag love that stuff I cross love, country. I love clothes and yeah, it's really, cause when you move, you know, it's like, you're very limited to what you can take. And it's like, you know, but I mean, it, it is hilarious though. I got rid of all these clothes that I may or may not have worn again, but at the same time we brought VHSs, you know what I mean? That we don't watch. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yes. sure. All the ghostbusters made it, you know, you gotta bring the ghostbusters on VHS. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder but, how you would be able to find that. Like, if, you, if it was like something like a streaming service, and when you ever wanted to watch Ghostbusters, 
Well, you know, oh, first of all, uh-huh. much like how vinyl is popular because people love the sound quality of vinyl, there is something that I enjoy um, about a VHS quality. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not it's not 4K, it's not HD, it's not like that, but it's something about like Aliens, for example. I love on a wobbly VHS recording. For some reason, it's creepier because it's kind of fuzzy and it's, I don't know, it just, for some reason, I prefer it over high is, quality. Is uh, it nostalgic version. for you? It's definitely nostalgic because I feel that's the way it looked when I saw it. Yeah. So, because sometimes you see stuff, you ever see something and it's like an HD and you never saw it in HD and you're like, whoa, and it just looks too intense. Like it looks, it just doesn't look right sometimes. Yeah. It's like, the it's, quali- it's, I don't know. Yeah, I think that was an adjustment, you know, like, um, let's say a TV, like, like the Simpsons, when, when TV went HD, the yeah. Simpsons looked weird for a while because yeah. they had to get used to how crisp all that stuff. You don't was. want it yeah. to be perfect sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's there's a reason why people love what is it, 35 millimeter film and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. All that, that's the reason people love that because it looks grainy. I mean, all the Tarantino stuff usually is kind of filmed that way. But it's like yeah. I don't know. I like a little bit of grain. I don't need it to be perfect. You know, I don't need. I think sound should be perfect sometimes. But um, but I don't and know. And VHS was known for its high high fidelity sound. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what speakers are for. What's wrong with yeah. you guys? You know? <laughs> no, I, I got good speakers. I got I got a setup. So my, it goes through my speakers. So it sounds fine yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, it's like. Well, I mean, when yeah, Star I Wars, uh, I was just going to say, when Star Wars uh, came out on VHS, the uh, THX sound was one of the yes. selling points of it. Yes, oh, yeah. they put the sound on there. I have that. Yeah, it yeah. sounds good. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. Yeah, just when it gets worn out, you know, the sound is, it gets all warbly. Whatever. So do records, man. Records lose yeah. their groove yeah. after a while. Yeah. It's like it doesn't sound the way it did. You Crackles, know, that's what's, that's yeah. what's kind of cool about new releases because you can, you know, it's they're not as worn out. But a lot of stuff I buy is, you know, already you know used and stuff. So a lot of times it's like I got about a Rolling Stones thing, and it's like I mean, it sounds like I'm in a tin can in the 1920s. But you know, <laughs> it's, but it, you know, it's still. But that's part of it. I like the crackle too. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. When I li- when I listen to all that like really old blues stuff, yeah. I like that it's st- you know that they can- I mean they can't really fix it uh, to to some extent. But I-, I like it. It makes it sound creepier, and it's part well, of sometimes the, uh, it's like you know it sounds like that, and you're like, oh, I just need to clean my needle. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, this sounds this is this sounds great. I just I just like <laughs> to throw a bunch of dust on my turntable. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of the older stuff is like now second, third, even fourth generation because the masters used to be recorded over. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, so you know, you know, so that's why I got rid of all my hats. I wanted to bring Steve, and it's funny. I have a, I have a, I bought a, I went and bought a, a DVD VHS combo unit, mm-hmm. and that thing is like, it's uh-huh. really funny. It works pretty well, but it has a line on the, like a little, like a, it's like a green line on the side of it. So it's like, a, it's just so funny. It's like, but uh, whatever. It is the charm of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I remember when VHS first came out, and uh, we had a, we had a VCR. We rented a VCR and watched the movies. I don't know if wow. we talked about that, but that was like a big deal. So you could rent a VCR for the weekend. Just <laughs> Do you remember when it's, VCRs were like top loaded? 
Yes. Oh yeah. Well, th- this one, the oh, old yeah. one in the beginning, I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember that too. And then they got fancy with the, like you know the 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 side the front, or yeah. the front, yeah. Very cool. All right, so maybe we'll do a we'll do a spinoff show called VHS. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I got a ton of VHS tapes too. Just right, right, past, right past this uh, camera here. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right, we'll do that. Well, maybe we'll do it. You know, I wanted to broaden the show a little bit. Maybe we'll do some like uh, movie stuff. We'll, like, yeah, you know, take it a little yeah. further. Very cool. Um, so today we're gonna do random pool. Um, which is uh, I'm not here. Obviously, I'm uh, not in my studio. I'm still on tour with Nate, and so we're going to do Adam Holtz is gonna do it in honor of Black History Month. He's gonna do a random pool for us. And uh, what do you got, buddy? All right, let me just reach back here. <laughs> <laughs> the reach. Reach Classic back here, my planned spot. Uh, yes. <laughs> Could you? <anything>? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no looking no looking all right um all right it's an interesting one um so up top you're talking about saxophone and and horns we got the big man clarence clemens oh, nice. oh that's a good album yeah. Clarence clemens does that, that have your, your friend right? of mine on it right yeah with uh jackson brown that's right yep. yeah that was the big hit mm. single off that he played with springsteen right yeah oh yep east street yeah. band an integral member of the E Street Band. Very cool. Yeah, that's recorded. I, uh, on, that should be on Columbia. Yeah, that's yeah, Columbia. The, yeah. What, what was uh, the nineteen eighty five? What's the hit? What's the hit song on that? Uh, you're, you're a, a friend, friend of mine. mine. You're a friend of mine. All right. Um, yeah, I kind of remember that one. It was. I uh, do not know this one. You do. You know that one? No, I have no idea. No. You do. You know who he is? Uh, no, I don't even think I've heard He's his name. He's the black saxophone player. And, I uh, think I was working at the label when this came out. Oh, really? Yeah. That album cover looks familiar, but I don't know. I never, never heard yeah, it. You were like six years old, dude. It's fine. Wait, wait, what, 85 it came out? 85, I was, yeah. I yeah. was one. <laughs> all right. Well, at least I said you were six. I, I, got, right. I was in the ballpark. <laughs> you know, to make us all feel older than we want to feel. Look at Jeff. He's wearing a brace. <laughs> <laughs> Getting older, I saw like a mark on my head, and I'm like, I'm dying. That's what happens when you get older, Anthony. Uh, it'll happen. <laughs> Black History Month. Do you have any more? Come yep. on, you got Let's it. See, you got uh, it. What else you got there? Yeah, let's see what you got, Adam. <laughs> Let I say that you don't say that, Anthony. Oh, I can't. Oh, I didn't realize I couldn't <laughs> shut <say>. up. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, you say it, and I'm like, yeah, out yeah, yeah, the guy when he's down. Yeah, you're like, I'll punch him, I'll kick him. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, we're going to go with some smooth R&B. This is a, uh, a guilty pleasure album. It is uh, Peebo Bryson, Straight from the Heart. How does that go? Uh, How, sing it for me a little. Complete silence after he introduces it. <laughs> I, 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 again, this one. Straight from the heart. What? I don't... It sounds well, the like big, I, the, uh, the big one is If Ever You're In My Arms Again. Uh, that's a good song. Yeah. Of course, if Jeff loves that song. I don't, I don't know. Know. <laughs> he, he, was, he was smooth. Now you look smooth. That's yeah. cool. All right. Yeah, this you is anything, uh, 84. Weak? Nice. So you got anything good over there? Or what? Right, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to at least have new edition. <laughs> I like new edition. <clears throat> All right. This, uh, now, this is for my collection. Those were uh, my dad's collection. This okay. is. So we're going to the 2000s. This is about 2008. This is a uh, this is TV on the radio. Dear Science. Mm. Nice. Oh, nice. Now this See, is a, TV on the radio. I know. Yeah. 
It's probably Boston one of my City favorite. Uh, probably one of my favorite um, albums from the two thousands, and they're a Brooklyn-based band. Um, and you guys know them, right? I yeah. saw them on Austin City Limits. I think that's where I was introduced because I watch, oh, nice. you know, quality television. Yeah. <laughs> what's on that what's the what are what songs are on that one and that's so this was uh that. the big one on this was gold oh as a uh, golden age on here um they had uh halfway home crying um oh uh they have dlz which if you guys are breaking bad fans that was in uh season two of it oh nice uh shout me out love dog this is um so this album came out it was it was right at the end of um, the Bush administration and like right at the beginning of Obama. So it was kind mm-hmm. of kind of encapsulated the Bush years. And, you know, they, uh, you know, it was a bit of a prog rock on this. It's uh, there's, there's some good dancing songs on here. It's um, some great, great rock, great uh, alternative rock and indie rock. Yeah. I don't have any, you, you, you like that album? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, right. So this was right after Return of the Cookie Mountain. And okay. this probably this and Return of the Cookie Mountain are probably the two best. Uh, yeah, I recommend this. I think this was they just did an anniversary for this too, right before. Uh, I think it was I think it was right. It must have been 2019. They did a uh, a tour for this, like a 10th anniversary tour. Oh, 10 years. Yeah. I guess that's that's kind of under the radar. I guess it's I guess ten years is enough. I don't know. That's kind of yeah, a short time to do an anniversary. You think? Yeah, it should be twenty five. Oh, twenty five. Huh. Yeah. This is twenty years. Come on, man. Ten years. That's not an anniversary. Ten years. Anthony, you've been doing comedy longer than that. How's that an anniversary? Yeah. Like that's not. You know, <laughs> I know. Ten... I didn't even celebrate. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you didn't go. Oh, ten years. Woo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. But there's a uh, there's some great uh kind of apocalyptic and angry songs on here that you can dance to. So, that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like. We like angry songs you can dance to. <laughs> yep, very cool. <laughs> All right. So, um you know, last month was country month. We all tried to um, kind of pick our favorite com- country albums that, that we liked and just different sounds. And we had a fun time with that and realized that uh, Anthony needs to maybe evolve a little bit into liking <laughs> some of the people we like. Um, still getting over the Dwight Yoakam thing. It's still, you know, it's <laughs> you still- were heartbroken. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Usually we play, you know, we mess with Jeff and stuff. And then this time it's like, I was on board with Jeff. So, uh, so we were kind of, it was, it was me and Jeff against Anthony on that one. But, um, but what usually I like it's about one or the other, but uh. yeah, usually, usually <laughs> it's, it keeps the show going. But, uh, once in a while, I feel like you, you know, somebody does something in a different genre of music that kind of, uh, it definitely makes it evolve and definitely brings something to, uh, the genre that needs to be there. And a lot of times it's something that's kind of a throwback or it's someone who, you know, is in, uh, experimental and things like that. And so uh, discovering uh, Sturgill Simpson was a big, big, uh, exciting thing for me um, because I love country music. I love Johnny Cash. I love Waylon Jennings. I love all that stuff. But sometimes it's like, you know, I feel like I've gone through that catalog. So it's nice when somebody's like, you know, bringing that sound 
you know, and adding something to it, which is difficult because they kind of nailed it on a lot of ways. But then it's like, you know, somebody, you know, like Sturgill, who is, you know, kind of taking all the, the old stuff and making and blending it with some other sounds that not necessarily are country. It's a little bit of rock. It's a little bit of punk. It's a little experimental stuff. So Sturgill Simpson, uh, Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. Uh, this is a second album. Uh, was started by Dave Cobb, a producer uh, who actually produced uh, Highwaymen, uh, Chris Stapleton, and listen to this, uh, Jeff, Rival Sons, which I had yeah, no idea. Band. Yeah, I did not know that he worked with uh, the Rival Sons, which we like. And that's another band that Anthony should have liked more. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? I also, I feel like I should like Led Zeppelin more than I like Led Zeppelin. So it makes yeah. sense that. That's all right. That's what the show is. This show is yeah. an intervention. So, <laughs> um, and uh, this is kind of a pl- uh, the title of the album is kind of a playoff uh, Ray Charles's uh, album, which I actually own. The uh, Ray Charles's classic modern sounds in country and western music, which is a really cool album if you get a chance. Uh, Ray Charles does all country music, and that it's great. Um, this album is fantastic. I bought it on vinyl. I know um, Adam bought it on vinyl as well. You want to show that there? Look at that. Is this is a great purchase? Um, I love this uh, album uh, from top to bottom. I think it has it's got a lot of cool songs. Uh, the first song, uh, "Turtles All the Way Down," opening track is very cool. It's much like the uh, Johnny Cash song, uh, "The Man Comes Around." Kind of has that weird intro, biblical kind of sound and in- introduction thing, and uh, radio sound thing or whatever. And uh, this is some of the lyrics in that song, which is you know usually don't hear anything this this heavy in a country music song. But I've seen Jesus play with flames, met the devil in Seattle, met Buddha yet another time. Don't waste your time on nursery rhymes and fairy tales of blood and wine, marijuana, LSD, DMT. They all change the way I see. Like that's just you know that's a guy having a good time with his music. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's drawing in from his demons and he's just like making this kind of colorful, cool kind of goth weird thing going on. And so every song in this is, has its own identity. It's a lot of fun, but at the same, at the same time, it sounds very Waylon Jennings. It has like a nice rooted country sound. Like it doesn't, it's not like like, you know, Shooter Jennings and some of these other guys, you know, they take country and they do some kind of wild stuff with it. But this is it still stays on track to country. I think Dave Cobb said that um, Sturgill Simpson is basically country for people who don't like country. Mm-hmm. But at the same at the same time, it is pure country in the way that his voice, you know, kind of resonates that kind of honky tonk, you know, feel and everything. But a lot of great songs in this on this album. Uh, Long White Line is cool kind of he does some distorted stuff with the guitar and some pedal work and you know kind of spacey sound which I, you don't ever really hear anything like that maybe shooter but um uh yeah living the dream i love is a country song and there's two um covers on this uh there's let's see here there was long white i think uh yeah long white line which is a, a kind of a trucking song and then when in rome's 1988 <clears throat> dance hit the promise which was a big hit when I was a kid. You know, it was like a huge kind of dance radio favorite. And what he does with this song is, you know, we always we talk a lot about covers on this show and uh, how we have like top covers and stuff. This to me, this is one of my favorite covers of a song because I feel a true 
kind of, you know, co- when you cover, you know, a song, I feel like what makes it good is when it becomes your own and, and it will become something different than the other song. Because I always hate it when I hear a cover and it just kind of sounds like an up, you know, faster version of the other cover or something. But this, the feelings in this um, of him singing the way he's singing this dance song and changes the whole kind of, you know, feeling of it. And uh, it's a very haunting, makes you think of every ex-girlfriend you ever had and all that stuff. <laughs> and um, it's just a really, really great song. And uh, the whole album from top to bottom, like I said, is really good. And I'll get some feedback from you guys on your favorite songs, but I can't stop listening to this, uh, The Promise. Like, I just, I'll try to listen to the other songs and they're all great. <laughs> But I'm always like, let me just hear that one more time. And so I'm always playing, <laughs> I'm always playing it on a loop, you know. But uh, but yeah, I love Sergio Simpson. Um, he's very punk rock. He's uh, he, you know, has an interesting story. He, you know, he's done a lot of crazy stuff. Like um, when he won, uh, he won the Gra- uh, Grammys for uh, best country music, uh, you know, singer or whatever. And but he wasn't recognized that year when he won by the American uh, Country Music Awards. And so in protest, uh, the night of the uh, Country Music Awards, he stood in front. Meanwhile, this guy's got a freaking Grammy, you know, for the best country singer. And and he's in front of uh, the American Music Awards with his guitar case, you know, open up, you know, with change in it. And he's like playing his album and basically just (laughs) kind of mocking the whole thing. He just played like he's a street musician in front. Meanwhile, you know, all these Luke Bryant, all these people are walking through, you know, in their tuxedos and shit and their bolo ties. And he's like playing music right there. And to me, that's just so freaking cool. And so that's the kind of artist he is, you know, and then of course the next year, you know, they're all over him and he's the biggest thing in Nashville. But, um, you know, it's just kind of a cool thing that he did that. And it was also his early work he produced himself and kind of like you, Anthony, kind of put it out there and put it together and then somebody found it and kind of made it, you know, what it was. And uh, yeah, I think he's great. I saw him live. I saw him with the um, uh, Outlaw Music uh, Festival with Willie Nelson. And oh, cool. uh, he did a kind of a punk set. Um, it was all kind of a plugged in guitar. He's by himself. And, you know, it was great. He was just him and a guitar. I didn't think he had a drummer. And he was just like going off. It was really cool. So, yeah, I really like Sturgill. I think he's changing uh, music. And uh, his his later work is great as well. He's kind of doing some other stuff with kind of experimental with some kind of uh, Spanish sounds and all kinds of stuff. So he's really uh-huh. cool. He's always taking a risk. Kind of like a Linda yeah. Ronstadt. He's kind of always doing different <laughs> different genres. But uh, Sturgill Simpson. So get this album and uh, you'll be happy you did. And uh, modern, meta modern sounds and country music. That's it. All right, cool. So, Jeff, what did you think of this album? Uh, I loved it. Uh, really, Anthony, this is a country album. Not that fucking Bobby Bear Jr., okay? And, and that's what album. I was thinking. That was a good album. That was good. Okay. No, it wasn't was, like this. Um, no, it, it wasn't like this. You know what, it. though? I, I think that there were some similarities. You yeah. know, you're talking about no adding similar. a kind yeah, of... Here's, uh, the, here's the thing. They were both you, albums, and that's where the similarities end. You oh, come on. There was, <laughs> I like that. No, I'm not going to come they, they both did a sort of modern... Yeah. Yeah. Almost kind of rock and roll. I, agree. Take I listened on, to this album and I hated country you more sound. after listening what? to it, Anthony. Come on. Okay. 
Um, no, I like I, I, right, the first song gets you right. Turtles all the way down gets you uh, living the dream changes up the tempo of the album. Um, and then like I didn't even expect, you know, I saw the promise, but I didn't think it, it was like this has to be a different uh, song. And then like you're listening to the lyrics and I love that song by uh, in the original version by one in Rome. Uh, it's one of my wife's favorite. And um I heard this and th you're right. This was one, like I played it and then it was like, let me go back and let me hear it again. And, yeah, and every now and then I yeah. go back. Yeah. That was really, really good. Uh, it ain't all flowers is, is another yep. uh, good one. Yeah. I enjoyed it's a good one. Uh, those were the ones that stuck out to me, but to me, um, I think you kind of nailed it up front when you mentioned Johnny cash, this would be like if Johnny cash had a son or you could see if someone was really influenced by Johnny cash, I could hear it, but he's not doing Johnny cash. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Um, this I'm going to have to say is, you know, on doing this show, you know, we get turned on to all different types of music. This all kidding Except around mine. I like that album. I thought it was good. At I thought the worst thing I've ever heard. Okay. I did not expect Jeff to hate it as much no, as he I, did. I, I, I hate it as, as much as I hate your taste in music. But... Oh, he has good taste. Come on. Stop. This is a debut, Dustin. Is... We don't have to all... Okay. But I, I think this... <laughs> I think this album... This artist is someone who I'm going to keep exploring. Mm -hmm. This is... Uh, this is... I mean... I, when you do this type of show and you get turned on to it, because I may not have ever found a guy like this without yeah. listening to this, you know, because I, I, you don't hear him because you yeah. hear like the Luke Bryan. He's not sure. he's not the pretty boy guy, no. but his yeah. music is. I thought really, he was quite really, handsome. Really great. Well, solid and yeah, I mean, that's great, Loved Jeff. It. And you're like, you turn me on to the struts, you know, I, you know, so, so it's like, and I love the struts and, you know, it's like, but yeah, it's great that you, you know, you're able to kind of like, you know discover music through the show you know even anthony's music we, we like anthony's music <laughs> yeah that way you know what not to listen to that's oh, right stop it jeff's going in hard today what'd you, really, what'd you do really to, what'd you do to jeff anthony i don't know <laughs> did you like did you like, did you like rip a Pat Benatar picture online or something what'd you do yeah like sinead o'connor <laughs> tearing up the pope <laughs> No, oh, but I man. see the similarities in the Bobby Bear. Was it Bear Jr.? <laughs> yeah, Bobby Bear Jr. I see some I, yeah, similarities. Just, it's just kinda... similarities in the sense they both kind of came through the same scene. They're both kind of in Nashville. They both kind of wanted to create a little different sound. I'm not saying it's the exact same thing. Sturgill obviously is, you know, special and whatever. I mean, that's why I chose the album. But I yeah. feel like, you know, but that guy had, you know, something different. Somebody that if you could take country and make it a little groovier, a little funkier, I think it's, you know, not the worst thing in the world. So, but yeah, this guy's just, voice you know, thought, is great. So, yeah, Sturge, yeah. his, his yeah. voice is really yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I was when I was listening to it, I was like, okay, it reminds me of uh, a little bit of of um, of Johnny Cash. But then I was trying to think who else. Will and then when James. you mentioned uh, William Jens, mm -hmm. yeah. oh, you know, it, that it, it kind of hit me right, right as you were saying that. Yeah, it's you know, but they, he takes you know, kind of all the the highwaymen and you know all the the good parts of country, and then kind of you know takes it somewhere else, which is great. I mean, that's kind of what you know music should be. I think, you know, when it's good, you take a little bit from the past, and then you can you know like take a, like a Bruno Mars. You know, he takes a little bit of you know Michael and different people, and then you know has his own bit. groove. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit's being generous, but yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Though yeah. it, it takes a lot of Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if, you, if you're going to be somebody, be Michael, man. He was, to me, the greatest entertainer world lived. 
pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm still going to be an Elvis guy till the day I die, but yeah, he was, he was, he was up there. Um, all right. Uh, let's go. I feel Anthony needs some rebuttal on this. Poor thing. <laughs> Just, uh, Anthony, it's your turn. And first of all, I like your albums and I like oh, everybody's albums you. on here. It's good. Even the cheesy <laughs> Pat Benatar albums. We love all of music right. here. <laughs> Those good albums. albums. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I, I like this. I, uh, on the good. first, what's the first, uh, tur- uh, what's the, uh, turtles, turtles all the way, all the way down. down. When he w- once he mentioned the devil, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be <laughs> the kind of country that I'm into. I'm in. And uh, you know, I, I liked it. I think it was the it wasn't sometimes with these with these kinds of artists, there's too much honky tonk. I think I that's you. what I I think that's what I don't care for in well, I country, wondered- oh, too much of it. I wondered even if his voice was going to be too honky tonk for you. Sometimes it was on yeah. the on the brink, okay. but I I think that uh, I think overall he kept it in check. Okay, at, at that's a, so in a way funny. That was that was okay for me. I thought that because to me this is what seventies countries was for me, like kind of this old sound. And so I grew up around all this. Like this is this is what my and it, basically Sturgill is me. Like he's a you know like I. A, you know, relate to what he is and what his music is, you know, because I I'm, could see that. Yeah. I'm a little country, but I'm also yeah. rock. I'm also punk, whatever. Like I'm everything, you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a mix of everything. <laughs> You're right. This did have a little bit of a, of a seventies flavor to it because yeah. this yeah. is something that I think if, if I played it for my father uh, tonight, he would enjoy it. And he was the one that turned me in onto um, Johnny Cash. Yeah, I think this is definitely. Um, but yeah, I think it's like, and I uh, um, just like the Struts, you know, similar in a way because you know I saw them in concert live. They were phenomenal, one of the best shows that I've ever seen. And what was great was a, it was a mix of young people, um, very young, and then a lot of older people because they opened for the Rolling Stones. So I think they got mm. a little bit of those people there, and uh, it was so great to be at a concert where it was like you know basically you know tweens and 20 year olds and then you know 70 and like you know 70 year olds 65 year olds so it was like it was a lot of fun so i think this is the same kind of thing because when i saw them when i saw sturgill live same kind of thing young crowd and old crowd and when you can do yeah. that i think you're really onto something yeah so, yeah because it, it had a lot of the that kind of classic sound that is what i generally gravitate towards with with country and i i like that he was bringing some kind of more modern alternative rock kind of uh you know just there was like what was the one song with there's one song that has like uh there's almost like something some backwards kind of track at the I end i think that's oh, uh, ain't no white line right no it's uh yeah, yeah. it ain't all flowers it ain't all flowers yeah, that's, 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 that backwards that's track. like the second to last yeah. Uh, song. Uh, yeah yeah that was really cool you know i don't yeah. expect to hear I stuff like that, like that on, a, on a country album i also i didn't know the the cover. I, I never heard the original, so I, mm. I just thought it was if one of the songs. If you heard the original, you would know it was all over mm-hmm. yeah. FM radio. It is. This is such a different version of this. It's almost like Johnny Cash doing Hurt. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Very similar. Yeah. Nice. How's that so, feel? Yeah. For me, it was just another song on the album, which which is good. That's. Yeah. I mean, when a cover can do that, that's great. Yeah. Anthony, when this show is over, really listen to When in Rome's uh, "The Promise," mm-hmm. then go okay. back and play Sturgill, and just you know, like it's it's a it is a completely different song except for the lyrics, but the arrangement yeah. is different, the tempo is different on it. But nice. like Dustin said, he made it his own. Yeah. Yeah. I just check it out. I, and maybe I know it. I just don't know that I know it. You might know it. It's it's been around a while. If you were ever at a wedding, I'm sure you probably heard it. Wait, it was uh, at the end of um 
Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Yep. Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. <laughs> Which I there's no oh, way. Oh, then you I don't. know it. There's no way you don't. There's no way you don't own that. So. There's, no, there's no way you weren't in it. There's Look no way you, you weren't the inspiration the for it. <laughs> Man, when that movie came out, people called me Napoleon Dynamite for years. It's and so then bad. when Superbad came out, they called me McLovin. I, that was wow. who I was when, during this time. Uh, I actually had the same. You know the scene in Napoleon Dynamite where he looks at his watch and they show a close up of the watch. I had that watch. <laughs> uh, Casio. I had the same exact well, unintentionally when I watched the movie. Did you like, keep tater tots in your, in your pants? <laughs> what? Did you keep tater tots in your pants? Yeah. Where else are you gonna keep them? <laughs> Hey, Anthony, your pocket. Anthony, vote for Pedro. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's uh, funny? I would have. Well, go ahead. Just, so people used to call me Napoleon Dynamite. And then in, in 2019, when I was uh, touring, I don't, it was touring some small town or whatever. I still had the mustache mm. and some car of like young girls drove by and somebody yelled out, vote for Pedro. And I was like, oh shit, I've gone from Napoleon Dynamite to Pedro somehow because I have the mustache. That's all right. Jeff is the uh, brother that thinks he's uh, still a quarterback. <laughs> oh, Rico? Oh, yeah. We can go with the time machine. Or, or, my, or my kip. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's Rico. Rico. <laughs> He's out there living uh, glory days in his backyard. Oh, so All right. great. So, uh, Adam, talk to us. I know you really enjoyed this album. Talk to oh, us. yeah. I So, before this album, I had only heard um, a little bit of A Seller's Guide to Earth. And so, when you said we were going to do Metamodern uh, Sounds of Country Music, I ran out, bought the vinyl, hadn't awesome. listened to it at all. That's what I like about you. Um, it took me about, I'd say, probably two listen throughs to just just uh just be blown away by this album um and and like you guys said the promise that was the first track that stood out i would put that up as one of the uh probably one of the best covers i've heard you know up with uh cowboy junkies sweet jane and um yeah uh sonic youth superstar um great one but this is uh you know for me my favorite uh song on this album though is it ain't all flowers it's um uh, it, it basically, it reminded me of a. It, it's it's very psychedelic. It's almost like psychedelic outlaw country. That whole backwards um, riff at the beginning that Anthony was talking about reminded me of Tomorrow Never Knows. And oh, yeah. that whole that whole song just kind of uh, kind of shows the direction he's heading towards into um, a sailor's guide to Earth. And you know, this album, kind of like the Nico Case album, is a great uh, gateway into traditional country and i mean after listening to this i i went and i put on um uh the outlaw country station on xm and uh also willie's place um but yeah this is a this is a fantastic album i also i i kind of i kind of dove into his discography and um sound and fury is absolutely incredible i think that's an album that jeff's gonna love his uh rock and roll album very cool yeah, man. Just the fact that he can kind of switch around yeah. like that and do country and do rock. But yeah, he's, you know, it's, it's, it's hopeful when you see, you know, people like, cause country music sometimes it I'm just, see Dustin. <sighs> he's so, got a late thirties, forties, probably 30, 40, 43, 43. Okay. Yeah. Brady's age. Um, yeah. So he's got a lot of music left in him for sure, but he's, uh, yeah, it's just good stuff, man. I think, you, uh, uh did you listen to his bluegrass albums, Cutting Grass One and Two? I I haven't. I've wanted to buy it actually, but I. So the I interesting thing about that is that he just goes and he reworks all of his songs into bluegrass. So there's um, uh, 
Um, These I think, are songs that were recorded on other albums, and yeah, then, so if and you then go to, we recorded them. Yeah, if you go to Volume One, he's got. Um, I know he's got. I think "Living the Dream," "Long White Line," "Life of Sin." Vo- I think "Voice" is also, or no, uh, "Just Let Go," "Just Let Go" on there, all redone in bluegrass. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah, just you know, this very talented guy, very cool. So, um, yeah, so get you to Sturgill Simpson and see him live. You get a chance. He's really, really good live. And when uh, he uh, when he played live, did he just do just his country, or did he, he did do the rock? He did the rock. The rock. Yeah, hmm. did, I think the Fury thing. Yeah, that's all. It, but he did Promise and, you know, a couple other. I think he did like three, like probably like four traditional country ones, but most of it was rock in the beginning. I think he was freaking out everybody because, you know, you know, it's like a country music festival and he's just blaring the guitar and kicking over the amp and shit. Like, it was really yeah. fun. It was like, that's <laughs> cool. And old people, there were like, what's he? I thought this was country. You know, so everybody's like, <laughs> just not everybody's into it, you know, which I love because that's what he, you know, it's like you, you need to break open the genre and stuff. Yeah. And just like, you know, add something to it. So that's what he's doing and it's fantastic. On, um, I like that. On Sailor's Guide to Earth, he covers in Bloom, and he does it uh, similar oh, wow. to the Promise, where he goes in a completely different direction with it, and it's it's just an incredible, incredible cover. The, the Nirvana song. Nirvana song, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I want to hear that. Yeah, you know that's uh, good stuff. So get you some Sturgill Simpson. This album is, uh, I think, one of the better ones, and uh, it's definitely worth worth getting. So cool, man. Um, let's switch it up a little bit before we get into the other album. Let's, uh, let's do lists with Jeff is a new segment we do here on Dustin's vinyl. Okay. Listen, we got to get a no, theme music for it. <laughs> list with right, Jeff. This list yeah. is in honor of Anthony. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, no, this is, this is from across the board. Okay, from all different uh, sources, top 25 guitarists. Okay. Okay, guitar players. All right. Um, there are going to be things that are going to are outrageous. Do you want me to go top to bottom or bottom to top? You're more of a bottom, so. <laughs> okay. So gonna... hey, bottom to hey, top oh. seems to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there are some omissions. On... Okay. Right, yeah, go, go to the body. You always go bottom first. You go okay. Yeah. yeah. Stop yelling at me. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're picking on Anthony. I got to pick on you. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Number number uh, 25 is Joe Satriani. Okay. okay? It's, it's interesting. He makes the list. This is a guy who I think should have been way up on the list. I think he's a top 10 guitarist. Mark Knopfler, guitarist mm-hmm. from um, Dire Straits. Mm-hmm. He's, one, he's probably the best finger picker out there. Yeah. Uh, clean phenomenal um there's a guy i think you know, i think a little overrated on to be on the list to be honest with you uh Nothing. buddy guy buddy guy is overrated you're yep. kidding not you're 20 kidding. not top 25 you're kidding you're nope. totally kidding oh, nope. wait all right dude so not what top 25 what are you talking about how why would you even say that i think there are guys who, are, who should be on the list that are over him i mean he's okay he's, he's okay good. yeah <laughs> You're just trying to start trouble. There's no <laughs> way you. There's no way you believe that. You're totally trying to start trouble. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know if you should, I think if, Eddie if Van Halen's overrated. Not much of a guitarist. Like, what are you talking I, I about? We, we all know Eddie okay. Van Halen is. Yeah, is, and you know what? You know where a lot of these great rock guitarists get. Their, I know where they get. The they influence. all get it from guys like Buddy Guy. Yeah. And so Buddy Guy is a great guitarist, and the fact that he can do what he's done for so long, where all these other guys, a lot of them are burned out. He's still playing music. So I think Buddy Guy is one of the greatest, you know, blues guitars of all time. And you, you get any without blues guitar, there's no rock guitar. So I think he should be top ten for sure. 
Well, he, well yeah. he's what uh, number twenty. Where's this list? Is this like the Staten Island Review? Like this is not the Staten Island Review. This this is taken from from, from sources all across the web. So it, it's it's taken from Louder. It's taken from okay. Rolling Stone. It's taken okay. from Pitchfork. Right. From all the different sites. And this Don't is shit a compilation. On Buddy guy. Buddy so, so, so this is like the most comprehensive. Okay. Um, then right then uh, coming in uh, with after that would be uh, I guess this would be twenty one would be Alex Lifeson. He's the guitarist for Rush. Oh, okay. okay. Who's mm. a great guitarist? Um, here's a guy. These next two, I think, should be a little <laughs> higher up on the list. I think Tom Morello from Rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. it, and how is Randy Rhodes not at the top of you know in the top uh, ten? He died too Randy soon. Rhodes. Yeah, probably because he just he didn't play on enough stuff because he yeah. died. I know, but I what mean, he Hendrix did, man, didn't he either, was, technically, he, but you know, yeah, he was phenomenal. Um, George Harrison, who is an underrated guitarist. That's I about think, right. Yeah. What did would they have him as? Okay, so it's twenty say, or something. That's or about seven. right. Oh, yeah, so he's he's like in like right. nineteen. Um, I then you're gonna have uh, if he Richie was so Black. good, Paul McCartney wouldn't have had to play the guitar solo yeah. on Taxman. <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah, but who played the play guitar George solo Harrison. in in well, while my guitar gently weeps? That's Eric Clapton played that solo. No, it's Eric Clapton. Yeah, played. Clapton. Clapton played the solo yep. on guitar. Oh, well, Clapton's Weed. higher up on this list. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Richie Blackmore. Wait, wait, what's going on with Anthony? Just go with it. Nobody cares. Okay. Right. Richie, Richie Blackmore from, from Rainbow and Deep Purple is on this list. Okay. Pete Townsend from uh, The Who on the list. Uh, Tony Iommi, Black Sabbath mm-hmm. on this list. Uh, Pete Townsend maybe- would have been higher if they hadn't found his computer. he bought that computer from uh, gary glitter (laughs) okay so now we get to number 14 and number 14 on the list stevie ray vaughn 14 Mm -hmm. that's higher i think it should be higher Hmm. yeah i that that seems a little low Okay. He's a guitarist. Uh, I mean, Stevie Ray didn't do a lot. A lot of it was blues covers. A lot of it was Buddy Guy songs, to be honest with you. And <laughs> hey, he, he covered Hendrix too, but he made, yeah. like, he made, made it his own. own. I love Stevie Ray. He's great. I think he should definitely be top 10. All right, keep going. Number 13, Brian May from Queen. Okay. Yeah. You know, really the guy who came up with like the overdubbing. Um, Sounds about right. One of my favorites of all time, uh, Dwayne Allman. Yes, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, I'm into that. Okay, uh, Keith Richards. Ah, hmm. Keith Richards should be on that list. Interesting he's that he's higher than George Harrison. That he's higher. I mean, he's than, higher. Let me tell you <laughs> that he's higher than uh, that he's higher than Stevie Ray Vaughan and uh, Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that one. Okay. That one seems. You know, well, let's think about this for a second. All right, let's let's let's. Uh, okay, so you take somebody like Steve Ray Vaughan, you take somebody like Buddy Guy, you take somebody like Randy Rose. I mean, somebody like sometimes guitarists, you know, it's about kind of you know how incredible they are on on the fret, how much how fast they are, how original they are, whatever. But somebody you know like Keith Richards has created sounds for these hits, you know, mm-hmm. that are and, just and everlasting, riffs. And, and they're riffs. not these complicated riffs, but they're 
you know, like this, the beginning of start me up or satisfaction or like, you know, they're just, they're genius. Shelter. They're genius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, songs that stay around forever that everybody loves. So I think that has to be taken consideration when you but, think of but a would guitarist. You, Justin, would you say that as a, as a guitarist or would you say that more as a songwriter? I would say that as a guitarist. I think the mm, guitar yeah. in rock and roll, the guitar in the guitar drums is everything. And, uh, you know, third is the singer and the lyrics and all that. Okay. Um, all right. So now we go into the top 10. All right. Uh, Jeff Beck, number 10. You okay with that? I mean, no. I don't know any Jeff Beck, but I know he's great. He's another one that I'm like, I'm sure he's amazing. I just yeah. don't, I don't I go down don't. that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with not. you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's talented. It's not like, you know, there's a you lot of hear, talent. I just don't listen. If you want to hear a good Beck album, check out Freeway Jam. Uh, Chuck Berry, number nine. That makes sense. That's well, good. He's top 10. He's top rock 10. and roll. Yeah. He's top but, but 10. Why? 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 I mean, he, he was I, like the blueprint for rock and roll guitar. Well, I, maybe. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just playing well, devil's maybe, advocate. Yeah? Maybe if Chuck Berry didn't install PCAMs in his hotel, maybe he would be a little higher on the list. <laughs> you ever see the video of Chuck Berry farting in the girl's face? Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think these these types of behaviors knocked him down a little bit. He, he's yeah, the godfather of rock. No, we're not talking video. about, but we're not talking about because otherwise Clapton would also not be as. Why? I'm assuming his, he's in the top ten. Vaccine stuff. Yeah, and the racist stuff and all all that. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. He's killing still, his I was kid, trying to be know? funny. I was trying to be funny, but whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're okay. trying to do comedy here, guys. Number eight. Who, <laughs> this guy to me, man, he, he's really climbed up my personal list is Slash. Yeah. I like Slash. Slash is the leads that he plays on all GNR's stuff is, is amazing. His snake put stuff. You know, I don't know if I can if I still yeah, remember how to play little, it. Do a little Slash. <laughs> You Perfect. know what I'm trying to do. Crushed it. <laughs> I, I, remember um, it. I know it's somewhere. Yeah, there. I think Slash yeah. is definitely, um, you know, Slash is better than Guns N' Roses, you know? Yes. And so Slash is, is what makes Guns N' Roses good. Um, yep. Maybe an early 21 year old Axel was amazing, but now it's all just Slash. Like when you go, it, you're there to listen yeah. to Slash. Yeah. You know, and his band is great. He's touring with uh, with Miles Kennedy and stuff, and they're you know, yeah, oh, yeah. I would yeah. love to see that tour. You know, what is it? Like slash a Snake Pit, or yeah, is he still something doing like that? that. Yeah, but it's in Vegas. I think they have a residency there, but that would be a great show to go to. But I, yeah, I love Slash. I think he's yeah. fantastic. Adam, you and I were at the same uh, Guns N' Roses yep. show over the summer. I mean, I think the guy has only gotten better and makes the yeah. make, you know plays the lead like the lead in November Rain is just like yeah. such a beautiful beautiful like piece of music yeah um this next guy should should not be in the top 10 not after the guys we talked about carlos santana i'm not saying he I should agree. be in the top 25 but he's I not a top 10 i'm not a santana fan okay well um <laughs> i think a lot of people are i think he's definitely that guy can that guy can get down and boogie and he's also a guy that's an influencer he's an impactor you know nobody was like jamming like that guy was jamming i think he's responsible for a lot of that jam music that's happening now like he was the guy that was that shit fish does and all that he mm -hmm. was he was starting Wait, he's that the sound. guy responsible for that i mean he's part of it he should, he's he part should of be it. shot 
He's part of it. I should be shot. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> you should be really shot. Really He's just inspiring fish. Inspiring your music. entire family All for that, that music. You know? <laughs> he was doing it before the Grateful Dead. Have you ever sat through a fish concert? I've never no. listened to I'm a not a, song. I'm not a fish fan. Don't. Uh, I had. I, had, I was working that, that show. It, it's insufferable. Okay, okay but I it's don't deserve ins- to be shot for that. Just <laughs> he, yes, he should. If he's a guy who spawned fish on the world. Oh, he uh, should be shot. I thought I should be shot oh, for no. saying it. Oh, you, be shot? you can shoot him. Just don't shoot me because I know you have a gun. I see the way you vote. All right. So, I also thought he okay. said you should be shot. That's okay, let's get, let's get to the top five. Rough show, man. Jeez. <laughs> Anthony, do it. He actually does that pretty good. Practice. <laughs> Been a while. Is, yeah. This is my. This is maybe one of my. He may be my favorite guitar player of all time. I love David Gilmore, yep. Pink Floyd. Um, the the lead that he does on High Hopes is is really one of the mo- most beautiful things you'll ever hear in music. Um, everything on Dark Side of the Moon is sick. Uh, yeah, it's a great one. Right, <laughs> wish you were here. Mm-hmm. Um, this how is how is Eddie Van Halen only number four? I'm surprised about that. I was thinking four. he might be one too. Yeah, he's only number four. Oh, we missed one. I'm sorry. Okay, well, we, let's, let's back we missed, up. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Let's go. Um, how are we not going to talk about Van Halen? Yeah. You're just going to skip, skip through I, Eddie Van Halen? Yeah, I'm sorry. I skipped number six, and that was B.B. King. Okay. 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 And, he's you know, in top ten. So are right. you hate B.B. You hate King like you hate Buddy Guy? No, not as much. Um, not as much. No, I like BB oh, King. I like Lucille. You're I like, racist. That's yeah. what it is. You're like Joe Rogan. <laughs> you're the Louis, Joe Rogan of our group, and you're going to get us hits. So Louis I encourage Gomez it. I encourage had, it. Had the greatest tweet uh, this week. What did he say? He's like, I, 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 he goes, I stand by uh, Joe Rogan's reel. <laughs> that was a very very the funny compilation video. <laughs> um, you're gonna edit uh, that because I don't like Lewis. Um, right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you, Lewis. Blah blah blah. All right. Um, sorry. Keep going. We got a couple minutes. Okay, so we're, get, we're getting to the end of this list. Um, so let's go t- uh, top uh, three. Ready? Yes. Okay. Yep. Number three, Jimmy Page. Okay. Okay. Great, great guitarist, man. I don't, I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. That's, that's the argument. Is he above? I think you're, I think we'll, we'll all go crazy about number two because he's not better than Eddie Van Halen. Sorry. Eric Clapton. No way Um, is he better. He's not even better than Jimmy Page. I don't think he's better than Jimmy Page. I don't think he's better than Dwayne Allman or Mark Knopfler. Watch. Or buddy, or buddy guy. No, everyone's better than buddy guy. Oh my Um, gosh. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, and this then is making me think one. that I should check out more Buddy Guy stuff. You should. <laughs> Buddy, Guy is, this much, Buddy Guy is gonna... fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Buddy Guy is the Bobby Bear Junior of guitar players. Um, <laughs> Damn, he's still better than Pat Benatar. Okay. <laughs> she Pat didn't even Benatar make the top twenty-five. I put Buddy Guy in the Hall of Fame before Pat Benatar. I think he's All already right. in. He has exactly. to be exactly. There's a reason. Yeah, anyway, because, keep going. Yeah, it's called white guilt. Um, wow. 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 You are a racist. Wow. Number one, number one, because white it's guilt. Black History Month, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Because, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just? 
Did you say that he's on? He's number one. No, yeah, but that's, that's not the reason why he's number one. Because Jim, uh, listen, Jimmy had you know, what was that's it? That's totally what you said. You that's, totally it said sounded that. like yeah. what you well, were. I, 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 think came, I think it came out wrong because you know in <laughs> oh, honor of and that's yeah. why we're doing oh, this it, list. It, because you said okay. white guilt. Yeah. Okay, you got to compare your art to an artist. Are you the comedian that Buddy Guy is a guitarist? Then have more respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, have, I'm, I can't bust on Buddy Guy. No, all, all, all of a sudden, Buddy like Guy that. is sacred that ground. Man deserves respect. He is sacred. He's ah, a blues no, he guitar player. Oh my! God. Well, I no, want to know wait. why you think. No, he what do you have to do for me? What? No. Okay. I, I so mean, Jimmy Hendrix, or you do hate Jimmy Hendrix? Of course he's not. overrated. No, and here's kind of, this is what I want to say about Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Hendrix was 27 years old when he dies. Right? Mm-hmm. He had already outgrown rock and roll and if you notice the things he was playing at the end he was playing like these weird type of of instrumentals where he was playing with like a big band where he wasn't even playing uh lead guitar anymore he was basically playing rhythm and playing a lot more riffs at you know this was at the end of his career people would go and see him expecting to see purple haze and and uh, all on the watch watchtower and little wing and they would get like this weird stuff and people were walking out you know this is like near you know, right before he died, like in age 26, 27. Yeah. You know, you know, he would have evolved. That's the way I kind of see Randy Rhodes. He wouldn't have stayed with Ozzy as long as he did. And he, mm. I think he would have eventually wound up going on and playing classical types of music, just like Richie Blackmore, who's on this list evolved and is now playing um, like that medieval uh, oh, type yeah. of uh, well, uh, music. What- What's Zach Wilde doing now? Because he's kind of, he was sort of Ozzy's. Besides uh, doing a podcast? Randy Rhodes version 2.0, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, Zach is an, an amazing, uh, great rock guitarist, but he he's not going to evolve into the type of guitars that Randy Rhodes probably would have. Buddy Guy, uh, <laughs> legendary blues guitarist who influenced <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, Stevie Ray wow. Vaughan. Like, come on. Legendary, dude. I noticed, was in there. Mm, yeah. Still didn't write that. These guys that you're calling gods is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, yeah, come that's on, okay. They made they did it better. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> the disrespect on Black History Month. It really um, is. Yeah, during any month. I'm, I'm letting. I'm letting. I'm letting. Jeff I don't have a, don't have a problem with Hendrix at Gmail. <laughs> what if that's his real? <laughs> he his address is okay. All right, folks. It's a good thing, this a good thing we're not doing this live. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> it's been a fun show, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, please support us uh, the best you can and get the word out. And buy vinyl records; they sound a little bit better. And so that's our show. Everybody, woo! Yeah. Yay. Look at Adam with his record. That's, there we go. <laughs> I love you, Adam. You're just like me. You go out and buy the album. You, you're oh, yeah. dedicated to this show. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.